God is the God of the universe. God is the God of everybody. And that is what John was referring to when he said that the one that does not love does not know God. But the confidence that you must have in the word of God from within, that deep assurance, heaven is a state of happiness which comes as a result of living a useful life. The heavenly pursuit is usefulness. The heavenly pursuit is love. The wisdom of God, it is universal. It is universal because it does not belong to a certain set. Hallelujah. So we are still on thy face, Lord. Will I seek? Hallelujah. Um, we've done two days already speaking about seeking the face of God and how that it is that which comes out of God that makes us into what it is that we were made to become. In other words, we were made for a reason. We were made for a reason. And until we see the Lord face to face, in other words, until that which is of the Lord tabernacles within us, the purpose for which we were made cannot be fulfilled. Hallelujah. And it becomes a crucial issue because then we cannot do without it. Today, I want to continue from there and speak concerning seeking the will of God. Seeking the will of God. For many of us, what we are used to is being bombarded with what the will of God is without necessarily going after it. So we are in church and we are being told constantly what the desire of the Lord is concerning us and the path that the Lord seeks that we walk upon. So we are constantly being bombarded and normally our concern is whether we are inclined to this will that we are being bombarded with. So what we know is that the Lord is asking us to live our lives in a certain way. And we are trying to see if we will live our lives that way. So we are being taught doctrine that shows how a man ought to live his life. And we are trying to see if that doctrine that we are being taught, we are going to apply ourselves onto it. But there is the other side where our dealing is not the dealings of those who are being bombarded with the will of God or being bombarded with the requirement of God so that they even feel burdened with the demands of God, with the demands of the requirements of God. They feel burdened. There's the other side of it, where the people themselves go after God 
seeking to know his will so that they may do it. Hallelujah. There is a difference between those whose relationship with God has to do with being told about the requirements of God and feeling the burden of the requirement of God and having to decide whether they are inclined to following after the requirement of God. There are those who are like that. And then there are those also who are searching for God and who are seeking his will, desiring to know what is upon the heart of God, what his wishes are and what his concerns are so that they may do it. And today, the Lord wants to draw our attention to the second one. And that is what we ought to be. We ought to be people who are seeking the will of God. Seeking to know the will of God. Seeking to understand the will of God. Not being there and at times fearing what requirements God is bringing to us. But we now going after God to seek that which is his will so that we may do it. Hallelujah. So that we may do it. The first group are rebellious. The second group are yielded to God. And for some of us, we have not known that the second group exists that there is also a state where men are not being bombarded with the will of God and men are not feeling the pressure and the burden of the will of God. There's a state where now men are rather seeking the face of God that they may know his will. Yesterday we learned that concerning the face of God, it is like the shining forth of the sun in the face of Jesus Christ on the Mount of Transfiguration. And we know that the sun has two elements, fire and light. Light speaks of wisdom or truth. Fire speaks of love or that which is good. Now this fire is what comes out of the Lord towards us. And this wisdom is what comes out of the Lord towards us. Now today's message focuses on the fire that comes out of the Lord towards us. And how that we must seek this fire. Not that the Lord must encroach upon our territory to bring us knowledge of a certain requirement that at times we wish we did not know because if then we did not know, we could claim ignorance. This time we are taking it upon ourselves to know what the will of God is, to seek after what the will of God is. In other words, we are screaming and crying because we find that there is something that we want to know. There is something that we desire that we have not had. That is the case of seeking. It is not just a passive relationship with God where you say, God, tell me something. But it is that desperate search. Yesterday we spoke about as the deer pants after the water brooks. Now imagine your desperate search after God. Your desperate search. That search that makes you say, I cannot do without you. That desperate search is after the will of God. Hallelujah. After the will of God. That is what you are looking for. Imagine that desperate search is after the will of God. 
the will of God. Not that the preacher is preaching things that is making you uncomfortable and now you have to decide whether you will do it or not. And you even feel condemned when you don't do it and all that. That is not what God is looking for from us. God is looking for a people who are seeking after his will. Even though you think that God is always coming to you to let you know his will, the reality is that there is the depth of his will that is hidden from man. So the introduction of his will to you is not the actual deep knowledge of his will. The introduction of the commandments of God to you, even though it reveals the will of God, it reveals the will of God on the surface. There is a depth of the will of God as to how all things good exist in God. There is a depth of the will of God that is hidden from man. And it is man's responsibility to seek that will in God. And God presenting doctrine to man is to call upon him that he may become one that searches after the will of God. Not that he gets stuck in this cycle of hearing things that he does not want to do and at times wishing that he does not hear them, staying away from church because the requirement is too much. No, that's not what God is looking for. God is looking for people that are chasing him that they may know his will. Now, then you know that before a person can chase God, that they may know God's will, they must have the disposition of surrendering their own will unto God. Hallelujah. That is the disposition with which they are going to seek the will of God. That they give up their own will. They do not sustain any personal desire in their hearts. Hallelujah. They do not sustain any personal... Now listen to this. You check your own heart and see the desires that are sustained there. And I'm saying that in order to go after God, to be one that goes after God seeking his will. And this thing is our heritage. To know his will and to do it. It's our heritage. Because those are the workmen of God. Those are the angels of God. Those are the co-workers of God. These are those that having surrendered their will are now looking to the Lord to take up his will. And that is where the Lord wants to bring us to. But before we can seek after his will and weep that we may know his will, we must first surrender our will because it is our own will that will stand in the way of this desire for the will of God. Some of us are too strong for God. We are too bent in our ways for God. And because of that, the word of God is unable to profit us and then also we do not become seekers after God. Don't be too strong for God. Don't be set in your ways too much for God. Some of us have non-negotiables. Non-negotiables. Things that you do not negotiate with. I know that some of you are smiling, acknowledging it. But it is not a joke because this is what will stand in your way. No, this is what has been standing in your way all this while. And the reality is that our lack of progress is pathetic. 
our lack of progress is, is to be pitied. But somehow we joke with it. It is because then we do not realize what is being destroyed because of our lack of progress. Like these things that are non-negotiables that you are set after, that makes you too strong for God. These are the very things that would deny you access to God. What you do not realize is that access to God has an impact on your eternity. So you are thinking that all that you are missing out is just a few pecks, a few pecks that come from God towards you. And that is why at times you feel that it is negotiable. Let me just give a letter. Let me just give a letter. Let me just, no, this one, I'm not willing to surrender it now. You see, I'm not willing to let go. I like this thing too much. You see, we don't understand. That's why we play with it. This is us playing. We are playing with it. If we understood that our life is being stifled, you see, it's because you think your life is in the flesh. And so far as you can see your physical flesh active and moving about, you think you have life. But if the Lord will open your eyes and you will see the bankruptcy of the spiritual life within your own heart and its implication, its destructive implication, if you will see that, then it will no more be something that you think you must negotiate. That is why the Bible says that today, as it is called today, when you hear his word, harden not your heart. You see, what is the response to the word of God? You must respond in an agreeable form, isn't it? Now, where we have non-negotiables, where we have things that we feel we cannot let go, and somehow we think these are things that we should still be able to serve God with. As, as we are thinking that way, the Bible calls it hardness of heart. Hardness of heart. When you hear his voice, harden not your heart, as in the provocation. Harden not your heart. Harden not your heart. And the Bible is referring to the people of Israel in the wilderness. Now, you know the wilderness is the place of temptation where we must battle with the word of God. And these people denied the word of God in the wilderness. And the Bible says that their carcasses fell in the wilderness. They went back into the wilderness for 40 years. And they all died. They could not survive the wilderness. And it was because of the hardness of their heart. Hallelujah. It was because of the hardness of their heart. So those that are not yielded to God, those that are not yielded to God, cannot rise up and say that, Lord, I want to know your will. It is those that are yielded, those that have submitted their will unto God who can chase after the will of God. Imagine you want to search after the will of God and your own will is still with you. How can you do that? You will not do it. You will even fear to catch a glimpse of the will of God. You will fear to catch a glimpse of the will of God because you will know that it will be contrary to your own will. And some of us have sustained our own will 
in certain areas of our lives to the detriment of the will of God that has been revealed to us in his word. If we cannot let the will of God revealed to us in his word stay with us, how much more can we become seekers after his will that we may conform together with him and act together with him to accomplish that which he desires to accomplish? Don't be too strong for God. Don't be too strong for God. Don't be too strong for God. You say, as the deer pants after the water brooks, so my soul pants after thee. You see, such statements can only be made by some people. You know you can't make this statement. And I know why. The reason why is that you have sustained a contrary will. And that will has become a strong man in your own heart. That does not allow your heart to feel the urgency of your need to know the will of God and to do it. So the words that are here cannot be your words because they do not describe the state of your heart. They cannot be your words. They are written, you can say them, but they are not your words because they don't describe the state of your heart. The state of your heart has within it something that does not seek after God. Something that does not think that the will of God is something we must pant after. How can you pant after the will of God? It does not make sense to you. It doesn't make sense because another will is sustained in your heart. So you don't see how a person will, will pant after the will of God because then his very survival depends on that will. It's not possible for you to imagine such a thing. You cannot envision such a thing because there is a strong man or there are strong men that are standing in your own heart. They have not fallen yet. So these can be sung, but then they are not words that are coming from our hearts. Hallelujah. They are not words that are coming from our hearts. But God, it is God's desire that there will be words that are coming from our hearts. And I'm showing us how these words will come from our heart. Let that strong will die today. Give that strong will up. Some of us, that strong will is tied to our self-esteem. Our feeling of being special is tied to these things, these evil wills that rule over us. Some of us, we feel like our well-being is attached is connected to these things. And because of that, they are allies. These things that are standing in the way of God, they are allies. But they are not. Because they are marring the vessel of God. They are destroying the vessel of God. How can a man rise up and say that, Lord, I desire to know your will. And it is from the heart. The only times we can easily say that is when we feel like the will of God is exactly what we want. Say, Lord, may your will be done. That we feel like what we want in this life, no matter what is material, we feel God also wants it. That's the only time. Most of the time, no. And that is a problem. That is a problem. 
Some of us have so built our lives upon the evil will, the strong wills that are contrary to God. We have built our lives upon these things. So it's a big deal that we will have to let them go because we feel that our lives will crumble if we let them go. And that is what must happen because that life that you have built is a monument to Satan. You have not built anything that is good. That life that is built upon that evil will, that life is a monument to Satan. It's a tower that is called Babel. That is the life. And that Babel must fall. There's no, oh, nothing will spoil, just change for me. No, that Babel must fall. It is better that that life is stripped down. It is like the building that is built upon the sand. And the storms came and the rain came and beat upon the building and great was the fall thereof. It is better that you pull down this building yourself before the storm comes. It is better that you pull this building down yourself before the storm comes. Other than that, this building is going to fall. And the storm is judgment. That is judgment. This your building, this your house that you think you have built upon this evil will that you feel like too much has gone into it so you cannot let these things go. That life is going to fall. It has an expiry date. It's going to fall. So it is better you tear down that house now. It is better you destroy that tower now. That monument that has been built onto Satan. That Babylon, it is better you pull it down now. Because it is not something that will survive the judgment of God. Your happiness is connected to it. That happiness is not happiness. It appears to be happiness. But when it passes through the judgment of God, it will turn into sorrow and gnashing of teeth. It is not happiness. It is not happiness. Your future is built upon it, but that future is no future. It is no future. Your well-being is built upon it. Your survival, your welfare is built upon it, but that welfare is not your welfare. That is not your welfare. That is destructive. You are being destroyed. You are not being taken care of. And the judgment of God will reveal that indeed it was not to your welfare. It was not to your welfare. Don't hide anything from God. Give up those strong men. Give up your idols. Give them up so that you may have a heart that will seek after the will of God. You cannot serve two masters. You cannot seek after the will of two contrary masters. You will love one and hate the other. You cannot serve both God and mammon. You cannot serve the God of the heavens and the God of this world. You can't. You can't serve two masters. 
So you must give up one in order to serve the other. You must give up mammon in order to have the energy to run after God. At times we find that our energy is not enough. Yesterday we spoke about the fire that is small. And it is because that fire is quenched, isn't it? It is not allowed to grow. It is not allowed, allowed to build up. So we find that that fire is small. That energy is small. And it is because of the strong men. I don't know what you feel about the strong men in your own life. And the things that you love, that are your treasure, which are not treasure actually, but you feel that they are your treasure. I don't know how you feel about it. But what I am looking for is that you don't think that this is a joke. Or you don't think that this is something that is not too serious. You see, it's not too serious. It's something that, oh, we'll be back here again, oh, we'll be fine. Oh, look at us, are we not fine? I'm telling you that the day that what you have become shows up, it will swallow you into hell. Now it is not showing up easily. But you are being built up into an edifice for Satan. In that time where for your full manifestation, just as those that are being built up into a house for God, there is a time for manifestation. Your own time for the manifestation of Satan, the manifestation of the devils from hell, that time will also come. And that time when it comes, you realize that you, you can, all your inhibitions, even the ones that you used to pretend before men, all those ones will go away and you will show up as who you are. And you will find that in that time, repentance will be too far because you have invested so much and so deeply into that life and you prefer it. You know there is something called turning back, but it is not something that you want. You don't want it because of where you have got into. You don't play with these things, especially in the presence of such revelation. We don't play. We don't dilly-dally with the word of God. We don't flirt with the truth and sustain the evil in our hearts anyway. Because then we become those that much was entrusted to, but we did nothing with it. Now, there's a problem with that. You will not remain the same. There is one that does not have much. Should that person reject that little that he has, it turns him into an evil person. But the depth of his evil is different from the depth of the evils of the one who was exposed to much and did not do anything with it. Hallelujah. The two are not the same. The two are not the same. So this is not a time to play. This is not a time to play with your life. This is a time to rise up and be serious and be sad and be sober. Because so much is at stake. And the enemy has taken too much ground and has just allowed you to yield just a little bit of yourself to God. And through that, you have been convinced that you are for God. But the very center of your heart is not for God. If it were for God, your whole life, as it is driven from the center, will be driven by the will of God. So you have been thrown a bone to keep you around. You have not been asked to run away from the word of God. You have been allowed to hear the word of God, but to hear it in a way that you will not give much to the word of God. You will just give little. You just give little. 
Some of us, we have convinced ourselves that just because we come here to sit down to hear the word of God, it means that we are correct people. That's the bone the devil has shown to you. What's the point? The, the point is not in the fact that you came here to listen. The point is in what you do with what you are hearing and how much of yourself you are yielding to God. How much of yourself you are yielding to God. Psalm 40, verse 6. Sacrifice and offering thou didst not desire. Mine ears has thou opened. My ears has thou opened. Now, the first sacrifice and offering is not that God does not want a sacrifice. It's not that God does not want an offering. It is in the context. This sacrifice and offering is put side by side to the opening of the ear. Hallelujah. So the sacrifice and offering has to do with external activity that should represent obedience to God. And the opening of the ear is the actual submission of the person's heart unto God. And the psalmist is saying that the Lord's requirement is not that a person shows an outward sign that they are for God but a person's heart is brought into submission to God. That's the opening of the ear. The conversion of a person's heart. The, the bringing down of the strong man of the heart of man. The bringing to the knees of the will that stands against the will of God. And that is what God is looking for. My ears has thou opened. Burnt offering and sin offering has thou not required. Burnt offering these are not bad things, right? That is a turning away from what is evil. But the Lord is saying that the point is not in just the external turning away from evil, but the inward transformation, the bringing down of the heart of man, the breaking heart. Do you know what the Bible says? It said a broken and a contrite heart, the Lord will not reject. Do you know a broken heart? It is a heart that is totally yielded. It is the strong man having been brought down to the earth having been brought down to the dust. That is a broken heart. That is a contrite heart. A heart that sees its weakness. A, a heart that sees its uselessness without God. So far as we see strength in ourselves without God, we have no access to God. So far as we see strength in ourselves without God, we have no access to God. You can cook up something and call it an access, but there's, that's not an access. So far as we are strong, we feel that we are strong. And a man's strength is from his heart and his thinking. It's a projection of his thinking from the depth of his heart. That is where a man measures his strength. So far as you feel that you are strong without God, you have no access to God. You have no access. You have no access. Verse 7. Then said I, Lo, I come. In the volume of the book, it is written of me. I delight to do thy will, O my God. Yea, thy law is within my heart. This is where the Lord wants to bring us. Those that delight to do his will. It is these that search after 
the will of God. They are seekers after the will of God. Some of us become offended when the will of God is revealed to us. Some of us want to run away from the vicinity of the will of God because then we are not willing to respond to the demand that the will of God will bring. And I'm even telling you that will that you think you are running away from is just the surface. There are depths of the will of God that will capture the heart of the man that decides to let the strong man die. If any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Let him do what? Deny himself. Give up yourself. Give up yourself. Find nothing in yourself to be proud of. Give up yourself. If any man will come after me, huh, some of us are too proud of ourselves. If any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Let him deny himself. Let him deny himself. Let him deny himself. It means then that if we do not deny ourselves, if we do not take up our cross, we cannot come after the Lord, right? It also means that if we do not deny ourselves, if we do not take up our cross, we will not be able to go after the Lord. Two things. One is that you can't. It's not possible, right? The other shows you that you will, sometimes we convince ourselves that we will be able to go after the Lord, even if we don't deny ourselves. But you cannot go after the Lord. You cannot. The only way to do it is to deny yourself. Don't like yourself. I know you don't understand. So, hey, Pastor, what, what do you mean by that? Yes. I will explain it to you further. Don't like, you like yourself too much. You like your thinking too much. You feel like your thinking is something. Your will. You prefer your will to the will of God. And you are driven to fulfill your own will. Wow. That seems to be natural, right? But it's not. A man is not to be driven to fulfill their own will. They are to be driven to fulfill the will of God. You are not made to have your own will. You are not made to have your own will. So you cannot, I'm a driven person. I'm a, you, a man cannot be driven to fulfill their own will. It should not be like that. A man should not be driven to fulfill his own will. That's why we are driven. No. No. A man should be driven to fulfill the will of God. Not his own will. Not your own will. Not my own will. My own will must not matter to me. Your own will must not matter to you. What must matter to you is the will of God. And if you cannot take this wisdom up, as I say it, then you know that there is a strong man 
that is preventing you from reaching out and taking hold of this everlasting wisdom. There's a strong man, and that strong man ought to go. That strong man, that relationship ought to be broken. A decision, a verdict must be passed on this strong man today. Before God, you must give up that strong man. You must give up that idol. Bring that idol into the open before God and say that I turn my back on this one today. I will no more serve at the altar of this idol. Because I know that the implication is that I will not be able to come after you. I know that to serve at the altar of this idol means that I cannot serve at your altar. And I choose your altar. I choose your altar. I choose your will against my own will. Choose your will. That should be our thinking. The waters my soul longer to will be destroyed if it is yielded to God. If you don't yield to your own will. And the message is that yes, it will be destroyed. And your that life is worthy of destruction. That temple must be pulled down because it is not the temple of God. That temple must be pulled down. When a temple that is meant for God becomes a temple that is made for idols, that temple must be pulled down because the temple now has taken the image of those idols. And because of that, it is no more fit for the, to be the temple of God. It must be pulled down and a new temple must be built. That your life must be pulled down. It is worth being pulled down. It is worth you starting again. You have gone too far into it. It is worth you turning back. Because what has been built is not built unto God. It's not built unto God. And so it must be given up. You can give it up now. You can give it up now. Beloved, we are going somewhere. And those who will be yielded to the will of God will understand where we are going. No more passivity. No more passivity. Where we stand before the word of God and the light comes out of the word of God towards us. But we quickly turn our backs to the word of God so that the word of God will not reach where it needs to reach. That day is over. Bring out those idols. Don't create a hiding place for any of those. And if you think that there is no idol with you, you are deceived. There is a fire that is burning in your heart. Let that fire burn now. Don't stop it. 
and is trying to gain access let it gain access make that decision yield now God cannot be coming to you God cannot be coming to you and these idols are the ones that ha that will make God have to come again next time take advantage of this opportunity Do not negotiate. Don't negotiate. To keep what just one idol. Don't negotiate. It is not if you will negotiate to keep just one, you will keep all of them. And you will discover that soon. It is not many things. It's a few things. It is tearing you up in the face. Today, when you hear the word of God, do not harden your heart. unto them that are of a broken heart and save it such as be of a contrite spirit you want a sacrifice for God the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit a broken and a contrite heart oh God Thou will not despise. God will not turn away from a broken heart. God will not turn away from a heart that has lowered itself and has given up its own will. That is where God rushes to. You understand that? That is where God rushes to. The broken heart. The contrary spirit, the the the, the 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 heart that is not high-minded, that is not too strong for God, that is where God rushes to. It is not possible for God to despise such a heart. Beloved, don't be too strong for God. 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 It is not God that suffers. You are the one that suffers. It is not God that suffers. Don't be too strong for God. Don't be too strong for God. Don't be too strong for God. This is a good time for you. Because God made this time. This is a good time for you. 
to put off that old man to pass verdict on that man don't be too strong for God you you can become a new person you can put off the inhibitions and you can finally rise out of the dust the Bible says awake awake put on thy strength in other places arise and shine for thy light has come smile over this again we will not laugh about this again we will not say it casually again the fact that we are all repentant will not be discussed in a casual way the fact that we are still yielded to our own will will not be discussed in a casual way anymore it will not happen amongst us anymore because it is a fearful thing it is destroying us it will not be discussed casually anymore It is for sober reflection. It is for sober reflection. It is for sober reflection. The fact that we are not advancing is not something that we will consider in our minds and put it off and continue as though it is nothing. We will not do that anymore. We will not do that anymore. This is the time. Yield to God. Yield to your God. Yield to your God. Yield to your God. Yield to your maker. Yield to your God. Let the reasonings of the flesh become foolishness in the sight of the people of God. Let the rationalization of evil become foolishness in the sight of the people of God. Oh, that we may bring our hearts before God. That his light may shine upon us. That we may endure the pain of the light of God shining upon our hearts. That we may endure the shame of the depth of the evil that the light of God 
will reveal that we will not run away from the shame because we want to still convince ourselves that we are correct people that we will endure the shame of the discovery of evil that the word of God brings to our hearts that we endure the pain of that strong light shining upon our hearts Beloved, it is time to arise. To you. And in this, there is strong grace for those that will respond. Decide now. Make your vows now. Decide now. Make your vows now. It is time to seek after the will of God. It is time to seek after the will of God. It is time to seek after the will of God. It is time to seek after the will of God. There is a generation that seek him that seek thy face O Jacob and we must be that generation we must be that generation the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof the earth you you the man standing there you belong to God and the fullness of your members they belong to God no contrary will is permitted to dwell there and to rule your life the earth is indeed God's property it is the Lord's you are the Lord's you are that earth you are the Lord's the world and they that dwell therein for he had founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that had clean hands and a pure heart, the one that has separated himself from the impurities of the heart, the evil will the arm of flesh, the will of the flesh. To be carnally minded is enmity towards God. The one that is carnally minded is the enemy of God. He is the enemy of the will of God. So in our hearts we have become enemies of God. He that has a pure heart, who had not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive the blessing from the Lord. Yesterday we spoke about the blessing, that which is coming out of the Lord into us. 
and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face, O Jacob. This is that generation. The Lord will help us. But it is time to bring out the idols. To unveil them. To bring them out. It is time to surrender. Bring them all to the feet of Jesus. Subject them to the dominion of the Christ. Break that wheel. Break it back. Take its strength away. That wheel that drives you, that prevents the will of God from driving you.
Savior, I surrender. 